Welcome back to the Black Women Working Podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us again for the beginning of our new season. I am just so happy to be back recording. I've missed the ladies so much and I've missed you guys and recording for you guys so much. So how's everybody doing? We's out here. Rach, you're so sweet. I've missed you guys. <laughs> I have. Recording oh, for you. Oh, we're uncivilised. We didn't even say it, but we missed you too, Rach. Yeah, we missed you too, Isn't it? Imagine, you lot didn't miss me. This is so rude. Not going to lie. No, we're good, we're Loki, good. no. But then it's because we, we, it's not like we finished the season and then that was it and then we just came back, do you know what I mean? Well, I'm just letting everybody know that I miss them. If they don't miss me, we it's okay. We appreciate you, babe. Oh, I miss the <laughs> listeners still. Yes, I miss the listeners also. <laughs> so just a reminder for our listeners again, um, our Instagram and Twitter is bwwpodcastuk and our website is blackwomeninworking.com so you can go on our website to have a look at what we've done, our past episodes, there's bits about us, some pictures of us so you guys can go and explore and have a look so that'll be fun for you guys to do when you're not listening to us um, but today um, the topic is, oh, this topic here, getting back to normal, like getting back to normal, getting back and entering the workplace after the pandemic well not even after because we're still in the pandemic um but getting back to normal and how is that affecting us and what kind of things are happening to us now that we're going back to work so um i've kind of gathered a bit of stats um to see like where we are at and what what kind of things are going on and just to kind of bring the conversation together so um i just wanted to get into it is there anything you guys want to add before i start Mm-mm, go for it then. Okay, so first topic would be flexible working. Um, and I know many of us have actually entered into that flexible kind of working phase where we're working days at home and we're doing some in the office or we're actually working at home full time. And um, I've found some stats that suggest certain things. Um, one is 46.4% of people um, have said that they've worked at home at some point during 2020 and 76.21% of black people working within the UK have never worked from home or had a flexible working as part of their job arrangement prior to the pandemic. And I'm going to add, I can't remember the statistic, but there are some stats floating around that say that black people have commented on feeling more comfortable working from home and not looking forward to heading back to the office. Well, I'm not surprised about that. Mm. Um, I have so so I have some questions for the group. Um, one is how how has your flex, flexible working experience been? <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let me know. Throw it at me. Throw it at me. Um, I wonder I, if this statistic is indicative of how many people in the UK work on the public sector or mm. frontline because obviously. Um, for those of us working from home, you just feel like that's the world. Everybody's doing that. But 46% is less than half. But then you have to remember, you know, service providers, supermarket workers, transport, mm. nurses. Um, and then a I, lot of people have been furloughed as well. Yeah. Right? So they're technically not working from home at all. Yeah, so I wonder, I wonder if there's like a distinction between flexible working and working from home. Because... Obviously, we were all in a situation where it was lockdown and we were told not to go to our places of work unless absolutely essential. But as we move out of, I say this loosely, but as we move out of coronavirus times or on from 2020, mm-hmm. 
people are now having the option of saying, you know, come to the office on this day, working from home on this day. For me personally, as a teacher, obviously I don't have that. Mm. Worked from home meant working from home, delivering lessons, uploading lessons, marking. In actual fact, which I think a lot of people will say Mm. is, I think I worked harder um, during lockdown to the point where physically, like literally my neck, my back, my neck, my back, like, (laughs) but like being on the computer, sometimes I would sit, I would be sitting for like 12 hours Mm -hmm. a day when you deep it. Um, So I feel like the whole idea of flexible work and of course being from home, being a working mum, there were niceties like putting on the washing machine and starting Mm -hmm. dinner early, nice, nice. Um, But I think for me, flexible working now has been more about my workplace being more understanding. So things like, oh, X, you know, the child's bubble has gone down, I can't come to work. There's less of a resistance around, I can't come to work because everybody's more cautious of what illness looks like. Mm. But the actual working experience, yeah, for me, I wouldn't say any different at all. Our way of working has changed because of our online platforms. Yeah, of course. It's not flexible. Um, What was the question again? (laughs) Like, how has your flexible working experience been? Um, If you've had one, some some may have not have had one. So if you've had one, how has it been for you? No, I've definitely had one. But to be honest with you, when pandemic hit, I was on furlough for quite a long time. And then I got made redundant but i quickly got a role after that so let me talk in the context of that um i've enjoyed these soft so much because honestly i feel like i feel like it's enabled me to actually be more productive and more efficient at my role and it's a different kind of role to what i was doing before <clears throat> it's a project management role Boy. so in that sense with that it's the kind of role where you would be in contact with a lot of people on a daily basis and i feel like if i was in the office then i would have a lot of people coming up to my desk and um being like oh can you can you can you can can you but because i'm at home i can regulate kind of the communications and kind of um set aside time for when i just need to sit down and focus on writing things and then times when i need to be interacting with people constantly and i just love the idea of being able to do that there's no aspects of my role that cannot be done virtually um yes i'm in a lot of meetings a day but actually um, we do it quite efficiently, I would say, in, in my current workplace, where majority of the meetings are not usually more than 30 minutes. So I find that really useful. And we actually have kind of, well, not kind of, we actually have like a no meeting window, um, oh, good. which is set company wide. So generally it's... Um, I mean, it's accepted that, you know, don't book meetings in this time because this is time for people to have lunch um, or do whatever. So, um, yeah, I would say I've personally found it quite useful, quite valuable. I don't feel the need to go back into the office, but I'm also of the opinion of that once once in a while would be good. And we did do kind of a trial of that, um, my team, and it was good to see everybody because I'd never met 
anyone because I joined during the pandemic and some of my team members have only seen each other once or twice because at the beginning of the year um, two companies merged together to form the company the organization that is now um, oh interesting yeah exactly so yeah I'd say the benefits um, really for me is just being able to manage my time and my schedule and just control overwhelm which can sometimes occur Oh. I think I think that's a useful point, like the whole idea of blocking up no meeting windows in terms yeah. of like what does flexible working mean going forward? And I know we might we might capture that towards the end of the conversation. Mm. But one of the bugbears about working from home is that people assume or depending on the, the style of management you have, because you are online facing a computer, you are accessible all the time yeah and there was a lot of pressure about you know and i guess it feels different when someone's saying oh jump on a zoom and you're like oh god like bonnet off again but whereas if you're in the office they'll just come and tap you on your shoulder and you have a quick two minute conversation and get on with it whereas everything is more formal to some end i.e you're exchanging emails or you're expected to show face so I feel that that's a really good move that your workplace has done. It's it's a small move, but it's an important move yeah. if you think of some of the things that have been a little bit crippling working mm. from home. I mean, for me, like, working from home has been an absolute disaster because... No! My... No! But that's her experience. So she's I know, I wish it she... wasn't. I wish it wasn't. That's why I'm I was saying like, no. What have I done? What no, no, I'm done? saying no. I'm saying no because I wish that wasn't your experience. Yeah, it's been an absolute disaster in the sense of like, it's just been more work and um, it's been more work and it's been more pressure and it's been less of a split between work and home. So I lived in the first part of the pandemonium um, <laughs> with my mum and dad. My dad was not well and I moved home to look after him. And so work was kind of quiet. And then I went back to my flat and then work exploded. And so it was just literally me waking up, brushing my teeth, having breakfast. Sometimes I wouldn't even bath because that's just how much work I had on. Going to my kitchen table, working till 11 p.m. Stop, repeat, stop, repeat, stop, repeat. That would never have happened if I was going into the office. And then mm. I think because, some similar to what Sham was saying, because everyone's working from home, it's just an expectation that like, you're around, you're available, so of course you can do it. And then you're not having the normal breakup of the day in terms of, oh, I'm going to go and meet my friend now, I'm going to go and do this now, or I'm going to go to church, or I'm going to go to the gym. And so you literally just sit there, work and work and work and work and work. And the amount of pressure with just on top of, them, on top of things that I do outside of work, it actually became quite like a hellish, a very no, hellish experience to the point where I actually opted in July and August to go back to work full time. So while it was a pan, you know, pandemonium or panini, whatever people want to be calling it, I and a lot of people were at home, I was consciously getting on the train and going into work because I needed that break between work and home. Um, and so I don't even call recall working from home in a, a pandemic flexible working because nothing about it is flexible because the only reason I'm working from home is because the government told you that I need to work from home yeah. and if you probably had it your way I would still be 
at my desk and work where you could monitor and manage me. And that's why you see so many workplaces, even though it's not entirely safe, saying everybody must come back into the office, you know, don't wear masks, don't do this, don't do that. Because working from home wasn't you understanding that people don't need to be at their desk 24-7. It was like, we're going to do this thing because the government's telling us to. And as soon as we can reverse it, we're going to reverse it. And I hate that. And I think I've I've said this time and time again, and definitely um, at the beginning of our last season. What lessons have we learned? Um, and what can we carry forward? So, you know, my mum started a new job in the pandemic and I was like, ask them for a day working from home if that's what suits, because we all know we can do that efficiently. And I hate that some workplaces that don't need to be are falling back into old, going back to normal, as opposed to adapting practice where you can. But there's two things I want to say. I know Rachel's going to talk about like the risk factors for us on the front line or going in. But I think the experience also varies depending on your living situation. Yeah. Yeah. So living on your own or being, you know, solo, I feel like you're filling up the days. Because remember, it wasn't just working from home. It was also there's nowhere to go. There's Mm. no pubs. There's no clubs. There's no social. So what else am I going to do apart from stay on top? Um, Whereas someone like me with a household of children it was like right when can we go for our walk right what are we doing what are we playing what are we so the evenings felt very different and knowing that we didn't have to wake up get dressed with pace but the other thing is I think we've got to remember and and to our listeners as well is that there was a a very deep level of anxiety for some people during this during this pandemic knowing that organizations were short on income money and people were losing their jobs or we very much felt at risk of losing our job and when you feel that risk what do you do you work harder to prove your worth and i think we need to be mindful if that was a situation at play Mm. you know when you are working from home it's not only having your employer trust you do you trust yourself because i feel like some people may have gone above and beyond mm-hmm. um in sort of you know making themselves worthy in the workplace yeah yeah mm. and that kind of moves into the second point that i kind of wanted to ask you guys um you know now a lot of organizations are making it like oh you guys you have to come back to work you have to come outside of your bubble you have to start mingling you have to get on public transport you have to now start commuting to work or however you was getting to work you have to do that again do you feel as though you're more at risk in your work environment or do you feel like your your employer is doing anything to combat the risk that you may or if it's a group feeling the group do that do you feel like your employees like combating those or not because me for me personally i don't really feel like where i'm working my um, employees combating those risks. Mm. Um, I work with uh, young people from the age of 14 all the way up to adult adulthood. There's, there's no end to how many people can attend where I work. And I feel like they're coming without masks because now the government said you don't have to wear them. So they're free to come in without the masks. And there's lots of different people coming in. Mm. Other week, there's over 2,000 people passing where I sit and where I work. So for me, I don't yeah. think the risks are being met. So mm. when I do have to go back into work now, I'm thinking like the days that I'm in, I'm like, 
am I safe here? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking like, is there anything more I can do? Are people going to look at me like I'm crazy because I'm still wearing my mask or I'm still putting the shield up in front of my area or whatever I'm doing? Are people going to look at me like I'm crazy? But I don't know if it's just, if that's just me. Are you guys experiencing something similar? Mm, I'm absolutely not experiencing anything like that whatsoever. I think with my company, they've always tried to consult with everyone in general in terms of their um, opinions with regards to coming back to work. Now, bearing in mind, um, a lot of my colleagues actually moved out of London to different places um, during the pandemic and mm. the people that have done that have no intention of returning. Mm. Um, but there's been general kind of acceptance of that and the general feeling in my workplace because of the surveys that they've done internally is that um, people are comfortable kind of working in the arrangement that we kind of have at the moment. And mm -hmm. um, anyway, even if we were all coming back to the office, we wouldn't literally not all fit in the office because, as I said, yeah, there I was a merger too. at the beginning. So it's never going to be a case of everyone's going to come back into the office. However, when me and my team, my team and I, um, had our trial day of going into the office we did acknowledge that it was nice to see each other and it might be worthwhile to come in like once every month or so yeah. to kind of um, work on things just as a team and um, work on where we're going as a team and kind of our strategy moving forward and we we regularly have the discussion amongst ourselves not because anyone makes us but just because we like talking about the pandemic all the time <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah because of the type of work that some of my colleagues do like they're creatives they're video producers graphic designers that kind of thing they do mm. find a mix useful like being able to go into the office in order mm -hmm. to make collaboration easier with each other yeah. and yeah. then going home to do focus on work um as the project manager of the team what i kind of institute at the moment is like days where i say okay you don't have to attend stand up you don't have to do all these things just focus on this is your one day to kind of focus on one particular task or some tasks mm -hmm. that you just need to put your head down and get on with. And that's kind of way that we've managed it in, in virtual reality, so to speak. Um, as opposed to in real life. Um, I personally don't feel any risk if I was made to go back into the office, although I wouldn't be happy to, to be honest with you. Why, why, why is it, it's, that's by force. Yeah. Um, mm. But the reason why I don't feel any risk is because I've had my two vaccinations. If I hadn't, it'd be a different story. And I'd be like, no, nah, you're not forcing me. Like, no. So, or I'd kind of challenge it and just place an objection to it so I think it, it all those kind of factors pay into it for a lot of people it's number one mm -hmm. have they taken a vaccine do they want to take the vaccine what kind of work environment is it what kind of sector is it and um, do you even have a choice is it the kind of environment where you mm -hmm. even get a say well I'm gonna say something really unpopular and really Tory sounding but oh bloody I, you can't yeah. classify it as that go on I just feel like sometimes people need to be a bit honest about what it is that they're resisting. Like you said, you wouldn't be happy to go back and your workplace have done surveys and people have moved away, you know, knowing that what I can work for a London firm, but live in the sticks with my mum still, or whatever it is. And so I've had to call out a few of my friends and say, are you actually COVID anxious or are you wanting to work from home? Mm -hmm. And there is a big difference mm -hmm. between the two. And I feel really agreed i'm gonna say agreed when people are like i don't oh, i'm not going to work why are they making 
Bruv, I saw you doing up enjoyment on Saturday with your baby out and your house down. And you want you want normality. You want to go restaurant. You want to go have fun, but you don't want to go to work. I was going to say this. Yeah. 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 We're doing normal, as in things open and you have to fall into place or not. And it's fine. It's fine to say I like working from home. I don't really want to go back to work. But please don't press covid as the excuse if mm. it's not because there yeah. are genuinely people who do feel very very anxious who did experience loss who were very yeah. ill mm-hmm. and so i really do urge people to question themselves when they're saying oh when you're hotting up your employer oh but is it safe is, have you done risk assessment what was you doing on saturday it's true it's it's, true. i mean that it's person could be the same one spreading the covid mm-hmm. yeah In but the, the thing is i don't I personally don't feel like a lot of people that are saying they don't want to go back into the office are using the excuse of like risk. I literally don't. Yeah, they're just like, no, why do you need me in the office when I can do my work from home and I'm doing even more working from home? So why are you like dragging me back? Like, I feel most of the people I've spoken to that are of that opinion, that's it's nothing to do with risk or anything because at this point, everyone's like, if I die, I die. Do you know what I mean? Pretty much. Excuse me. Okay, I don't know about that last statement, but I think <laughs> I think what 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 just just from a purely commercial economic background, what people don't really seem to understand is that, and this is like the kind of commercial real estate lawyer hat on, is what has happened is that your business has signed up to a lease mm-hmm. or premises for five to ten years and yeah. has agreed to pay rent for five to ten years, and so they can't have a situation where they continuously have an empty office because they're yeah. effectively just leaking bleeding money, money, yeah. and so you coming into and getting back to the office is a way for them to justify and quantify that expense. Um, yeah. And that's the most important thing. And the reality around it is what we don't realise, especially for people that work in central London or in shopping cities or in like high streets and things like that, is that your presence in those areas creates Supports a whole their jobs. mini economic ecosystem so people not working in west end offices causes problems for retail high streets people not working in the city causes problems for all those retailers food retailers clothes retailers whatever they're selling and so it's what this is really about if i'm totally honest with you it's not about efficient working it's not about managing a team it's to an extent you can argue it's about synergy what it really is about is about money it's economics yeah it's in it's and it's about money for well, me. Well, that's what it's always been about for the government. No, but anyway. people need to be. But people, it's not for the government. It's for your. Own, it's it's for your own business or another business. And I think people need to realise that you know, even even for the survival of transport for London, if people aren't getting on the trains and they're not buying train tickets, transport for London is not going to be is not going to be sustained. Any mm. kind of local um, trains from Manchester to Leeds or from Leeds to Huddersfield or from Birmingham, from Northampton, all these check public transport areas that people used to use or even like car parks that people used to park in at the station all of these places are suffering because people are not going to work and it's not been a gradual decline it's been a snapshot decline and that's why everyone's trying to reverse it because people while we are saving money thank god from as individuals from working prime or we're meant to be or we're wasting out on asos <laughs> pick, pick the poison a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people are suffering for me personally um 
in my workplace, they're encouraging everyone to come back into the office. We have a similar situation to tolls in the sense of it's everyone turned up on Monday or sorry, Tuesday, tomorrow to work from the office. There just wouldn't be desks for enough people. It just wouldn't happen. We wouldn't be able to fit in there. And, you know, regardless of COVID, I think from a health and safety fire perspective, we the desks and the way they're arranged and stuff it would just be a madness but I think for me because I worked in the office when no one was there I got so much work more work done I don't feel Mm -hmm. under pressure to come in now because when I do come in once a week to deal with some filing or something I don't get any work done I lose an hour commuting people chatting to me you're right you're right oh my god how you doing catch up catch up up, cussing off this person cussing off this new (laughs) policy like I went into work on Thursday um and I worked a full day but a lot of it I didn't really get much stuff done so for me Mm. I don't actually want to go into work because I just think I'm not sitting on the train for an hour so coming back on the train for an hour talking to people everyone's trying to talk to I don't want to talk to you I just want to do my job I've got 86 emails I need to respond to I don't really care about your weekend or oh how are you feeling about coming in yeah you feeling safe oh are you taking it back <laughs> no how about no it's I true. actually just want to get on with my life like I want to get on with my life especially where we've because of COVID we lost people not they didn't die but people mm. left and then they weren't replaced so I just had to say they didn't die because mm. I mentioned COVID in the same sentence. I've been like, I'm literally burnt out. I'm like burnt barbecue toast. Every hour that I'm managing to work is from Jehovah himself, like <laughs> gifting me. I don't have time <laughs> to be <laughs> talking to you about nonsense. So for me, I'm not even going to say I'm anxious about COVID. I don't want to travel on the tube. I'm not going to lie about that. And people are not wearing masks on the tube. But to be fair, let's be real. London transport was spreading, has been spreading disease since it's been established. From time. From time. So honestly. I'm not going to pretend and say that like getting on the tube, I'm worried about getting sick because getting on the tube, I was always worried about catching a cold, someone breathing on me, someone fighting next mm-hmm. to me, someone's being <laughs> on me. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, someone but, put um, their armpit over your head because you're short. Like, I've been Exactly. There. And then you just, look, a... just think it's eight o'clock and you're stink smelling <laughs> that stank. What is going on here? Do you know what? Do you know what I mean? The point that you made about like the whole economic side of it, I I don't think that people are unaware of it do you know what it is it's one of I those things care. yeah it's one of those things where our privilege comes into play like the kind yep. of roles that we're yep. in we can like we have the luxury mm. of kind of saying oh yeah I don't want to go back into work because they're xyz whatever and we know the repercussions of that but the repercussions aren't really affecting us but is that a reason for things to go back to normal I do not think so I think you know with life comes change and a pandemic has happened and I think that we need to evolve as a, a human race and humanity like we don't have to go back to the way things were because actually that was killing people it's killing people's souls killing people's families yeah. do you know what I mean so let's figure out a new way of working like there is going to be that stressful that that uncomfortable period that um Mm -hmm. um, that 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 friction period of just like being in between but I actually think we can do something better than going back to what we did before when quite clearly many many people were not happy with that I mean I used to see all the time on LinkedIn wait 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 wait. I used to see on LinkedIn like throughout the pandemic people holding polls on what would you prefer to do would you prefer to stay at home fully prefer to go back to work fully or combined and most of it was most people preferred hybrid so 
I think there is a middle ground that can be met in terms of like meeting the needs of, you know, the industries in those particular areas and also meeting the needs of people who would like the opportunity or the ability to be able to work virtually. This is the problem. The problem with that, not problem per se, is that we are then asking for whole systemic change Mm. and we know this already because basically and i'm glad that you did point out we are talking from a point of privilege because Mm. we are professionals which means our working life looks very different from someone who's perhaps in the service industry or on the front line what comes to mind as we've been talking about this economic ecosystem is like say for example the barista at costa Mm. and so by then saying, well, do you know what? I actually don't care and I don't need to care because I've saved 700 pounds not mm-hmm. buying coffee every day. But what does that say about the low skilled worker? What does that right. say about immigration? What does that say exactly. about our education exactly. system? What, mm-hmm. do I, what does that say about our welfare state? The people who can't work from home, what happens to them? Um, mm-hmm. And on one hand I could be like, yeah, I don't care. I've saved on my oyster and I've saved on my coffee. But the other side of it is, what are the repercussions of that when you've got a very sizable part of our our, um, our population who are either unskilled, unemployed, or I hate using these terms, but they are the terms that are used, low skilled or on the front line mm. and don't have a choice. And I think what we really need in this moment is we really need the economists to come through like yeah they have studied this ish they know what happened in the 1930s they know what happened in the 1980s because yeah. when yeah. we're talking yeah. about we're putting our actual transport system on the line or yeah keep paying out furlough money don't come for free Mm-mm. and these things are not going to be um reinstated very yeah. easily if we lose them so it's all very well. I'm not saying go to work because, you know, capitalism, but also go to work because <laughs> capitalism, because at some point we are going to pay for this. Yeah, we're going to pay for this. <clears throat> Taxes all rise. I mean, they've already started talking about national insurance right, um, yeah, increase. So, I mean, yeah. I think anyone who kind of knows anything about economics we're realists we knew that was going to happen but we were in emergency mode we're in emergency mm. mode and we're just thinking about the present and how the hell to get through this pandemic when people can't work and things like that so i feel like that my only problem is i do not have any confidence whatsoever in the current administration the government in yeah, our country to kind of steer us in a productive efficient and positive in direction i just think there's just so much mismanagement mm. so much corruption so much incompetence and um, it's all gonna unfortunately come to a head at some point but I just don't know how how that's gonna manifest so that kind of then go on go on that no you go on Rach sorry darling it will just I'll just moving on to the last point that I think the listeners would really like to hear what how can we kind of advise um black women as they try to safeguard themselves as we're kind of moving back into normality like this is now what's happening like some companies are moving faster than others but Mm. people have to have those discussions now what kind of conversations would they have with their employers how can we advise black women to make this kind of new phase as comfortable as possible i think before we even answer that question we i think we need to have more of a specific conversation about some of the some of 
the ben- the kind of perceived benefits and protections that black women mm. specifically have from working from home because um if not then it's just a general conversation about mm. the population moving from home back to work and i think that i mean let's just be real probably working from home has while it's had its issues causing people anxiety not knowing when to stop working burnout things mm-hmm. like that there have been hidden benefits you know it's harder to microaggress me you know <laughs> over course. the phone do you know what I mean yeah it's, it's harder to it's probably harder to isolate me at a social event on zoom because social events on zoom are just crap anyway do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. like it's just it's don't probably say that to easy. all the people who had birthdays over the pandemic yeah they zoom. know that the birthdays the baby showers the zoom funerals the zoom oh, for, everyone no. knows isn't it? it is what it is like you know it's harder for me to I'm not gonna have that logging onto my laptop at, in my house kind of protects me from that awkwardness and that tension yeah. I might feel putting my pass you know through the door and opening the door and going to sit at my desk um and then the idea of having like a good 18 months free of that, Blessing. you know, and then you're going back. It's like, hey, ju-, like, That's and then everyone wants problem. to go back because everyone's like, yeah, I just can't wait to see everyone. Do you Good know what I mean? Just miss everyone. And you're <laughs> like, no, I don't miss you people. people. <laughs> That's not me. But do you know what I mean? I, I, I like my people, so I, I don't mind that. But I, I do take in point what Natalie said and it's just like um one of the article pieces that you actually shared with us and that's on this topic um, I mean it was focused on black American women but just um talking about you know the reasons why they have felt working from home has profited them in terms of people not asking them about their hair and stuff being able oh, to Lord. turn off the camera on yeah. um, meetings I mean to me I I actually feel uncomfortable doing that like in my organization we always turn it on unless it's a staff briefing or a directorate meeting Mm -hmm. and I actually like that when someone like tries to enter or enters one of our meetings and their thing's not on I'm like I can't see you no (laughs) you're a terrorist you're a terrorist you're one of them they just look bad and they don't want no one to see them but it's not intentional though it's like if people are having technical malfunction like everyone in my organization we see each other and I I am actually all for it because I like seeing people I I like seeing their reactions which may not come through with words like you can there's there's something in seeing how people are like reacting to things with um in comparison to what they're saying and I think that's important but especially for my kind of role which involves creativity and pitching kind of creative work yeah so when you're pitching that work you know someone might be saying oh that's fantastic but then you can see with their eyes and their mannerisms that then or the body language that they're not really on it so I think that's really important kind of in that kind of role as well and just in terms of forming and building relationships I think if I'd just been talking to a circle with a picture I would have been so demotivated in this role already, like within a couple of yeah. weeks. I would just have been like, meh. But obviously I'm just speaking to my own personal Yeah, experience. but I feel like if it's a one-to-one, like it's just me, you and one other person, like I think you, you can't get away with not doing the camera. That's just awkward. Like <laughs> I've had like calls and there was a thing where sometimes everything was through video call and I just say to my secretary, I'll quickly do video call for me. And then I realised I can actually call people on my mobile. It's not that deep. But um, 
that's when everyone was obsessed with video calling. And if I'm calling to a circle, speaking to a circle, and it's just me and that one person, it's long. So I just always have my camera on by default, whether I've had a bath or not, where it is where it is. <laughs> but um, like where there's been calls with like multiple people, and I know I only have to say one sentence, because I'm going to look like I'm not paying attention because I'm probably not, I yeah. would just turn off the camera anyway. Yeah. And also I find sometimes when people are annoying me, best for me to turn off the camera because <laughs> they can't see your face. It's the <laughs> same way you're saying, oh, I want to see someone's reaction. Just not every day see my reaction because I don't want to upset you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And all, also, mm. most importantly, I know this sounds really... Um, people are not going to like this, but I have found some, I feel like, I know it sounds so dumb, but I feel like so many more of my clients know that I'm black because yeah. we're doing all these video calls. Yes. And you would have preferred if they did not kind of know that. We've... I think preferred is a strong word, mm. but I feel like it's just like, oh. There was a comfortability in them not quite knowing, but that's the yeah. privilege of your, no, no, no. Not, that's not a privilege, it's not a privilege, but it's like, no. that's because of my name. Your so name, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I can, like, I've always been very conscious of the fact that I have a very, very, very English name. Mm. and And so it's just kind of like, I don't necessarily, if I'm only talking to my client on the phone and we're doing emails, I don't have to worry when they do nonsense. Are they just being aggressive or is this mm-hmm. microaggressions? Mm-hmm. Whereas now when I'm having like video calls and people, obviously, you know, I'm a woman, but now, you know, I'm a black woman and then you're going to do madness. I, I have to say, like, I have seen more madness from some of my clients. Yeah, yeah. I have to be honest. I agree with that. And you would think after the Black that. Lives Matter exploded last year, they'll be nicer to me. But you know mm, what I mean? That's a different no. podcast. No. But yeah. for me, sometimes I feel like a video call, especially in an industry where I wouldn't normally have people outside of my organization in my face and in my space, I can sometimes, if I don't like my client, find it a bit invasive. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so... Yeah, that's the one thing I'd say from lockdown. I'm not really feeling like everyday video call. I also annoy me, like literally, I don't want a video call. I don't want a Zoom link because this wouldn't even have been like an in real life video. It probably would have been like a call anyway. So that's my only thing where everything else has been good in terms of space, not dealing with people's madness and stuff like that. But then I feel like having to open up my, my home and my space to so much more people so many so many more people has been yeah I'm not feeling it of course so what can we do guys to advise black women now that this is happening um and we're going back into this kind of normality kind of because for me I I think personally and I've had a few conversations with my manager to kind of let her know where I'm at with everything yeah, whatever the yeah. government is saying <laughs> okay, th- that's them because as we as told you mentioned before, they're ve- they're not this corrupt. They're Everything very higgy hagger. Yeah, yes. one they day is this, doing. one day is this, one day is that one. Oh, one day, yeah, we want people to travel. One day, no, let's lock off the airport. Like to me, I just I can't really trust what they're saying. So I've had to have my own meetings, which I've arranged with my manager to say this is what I think's happening. This is what I'm gonna do. Is this okay? Are we okay to move forward? She's quite cool as a manager, so she's very like yeah and she's quite she's been quite anxious about the pandemic anyway so she's quite on board with what i'm saying and as long as the work gets done she's cool 
But for mm. others, they they might not have this luxury where they can say, oh, I want to come in two days a week and I want to work from home three days a week or I want to do this or I want to come in later so then I'm not coming in when the main commute is mm-hmm. happening or whatever. Like For a lot of people, that's not happening. So yeah. I'm thinking, how can I advise? I think my advice would be, first of all, to be crystal clear to the extent that you it is possible for you to fully fledged do your job. Because like Shan says, not everyone can do their job from home and working from home has been a stopgap until they get back into their place of work. Mm. I think it will just be clear on exactly what you want to do. So if you know, for example, say if I take myself, for example, I know deep down I don't want to go back full time. I'm not opposed to going back some t- some days, right? So if I really want to make a case for it, just being clear on actually this is what I would like to do. I would like to work these days from home and these days from the office. And then also like, you know, not that it's a lot of pressure to do this, but in a weird way saying these are my reasons why and kind of arguing the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not in a, a beef way, like defensive, but saying... Yeah, advocating for yourself. Yeah, like, yeah, like or, or effectively like a business case saying, this is why me working from home X, Y, Z days is going to be better for the business. Because I feel like if you know working from home, you're more productive, it's better for your mental health, you are able to get more done, you're, all those kind of things. And you, you can show that and you can demonstrate why when you start going back into the office these benefits will be lost to the company, then I think you're in a better position to be like, okay, cool, we'll think about, we'll consider it. So, I mean, Mm. I always say, I don't know how well this works, but if you want three days, ask for two days. If you want, you know, one day, ask for two days because they'll feel like they have to meet you in the middle somehow. But just make sure you have a reason as to why working from home benefits everyone rather than you just don't want to brush your teeth that day. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I, I doubt whether anyone would kind of go in with I don't think they would say reason. that, but do you know no. what I mean? Just yeah, some honest, people just... don't. Mm-hmm. It would be great to hear from our listeners who are in leadership to let mm. us know, you know, what are, un, um, what's the word, sort of like unreasonable requests? Mm. What have they done to facilitate? yeah flexible working i'm sort of of the mindset if you don't ask you don't get exactly i was about to say the same they can say that you go back to how you was working before well that is the job you signed up for exactly so i feel like unless something's changed like a health issue a caring issue you know you've you've, you've had like 20 kids you can survive the other way and it's annoying because i don't want to send anyone back to pre-lockdown working um or Mm. you could do avoidance like me where you just see the emails and you just see the policies and you're just like, haha, that's nice. And you don't engage because you're just waiting for someone to say, Natalie, get your bum back into work, which well, is technically mm-hmm. what I'm doing. As but, you mentioned policies, some workplaces did develop working from home policies, um, yeah. obviously on a very practical yep. level in returning to the workplace. Who remembers that they were doing like, risk assessments? Ask for your risk assessment yep. as well. Um I don't know, um, I feel like risk assessments, no one cares no, right now. exactly. Um, as a formality, I, if, the, if it crops up that there's a question that that sort of demonstrates a case for why you might not be at work every single day, then mm, there you, you are. You might as well suggest it. Yeah. I think um, 
with this one um as natalie said you present your business case but also be willing to negotiate <laughs> just like if you were trying to get a new job so if mm. they're saying if you're asking for oh can i do three days and they're like no every day we'll say oh can maybe one and a half days or two days or maybe you suggest that if i'm having to come in every day or most of the days um like rachel said before can i work you know certain hours in order that i don't have to collide with the majority of other people and one mm. of the other things i actually thought was was um build allies who feel the same way mm-hmm. within the workplace yeah. find out what other people are thinking if they're on the same vibe of you collect together um make your case together because two is better than one or mm. anything is better than one person just doing it and then if there's a lot of people then that applies more pressure to the organization to actually seriously consider um what the needs of people are and um what the needs of the organization are and also kind of like play into the not even play into like everyone's making out these days that they're properly mental health aware blah 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 blah. we're very conscious or whatever use it like I'm just gonna be straight up use it and um, base your case around it if that is something that is um, would potentially kind of damage or just negatively impact your mental health bring that up say so explain the ways in 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 which it can it can do that but it's interesting though because I know a lot of people do actually want to go back in especially like the parents with children they're done they're finished they want to come back in and everything but also present the case of like okay so there's these people that want to do it then that's fine let there be flexibility so that the people that want to do it can do Mm -hmm. it and if the people that not quite wanting to um re in what's the word immerse themselves in the work environment just like that yet can't like just present it give and take it's give and take isn't it and um maybe even if the company is still a little bit more resistant to it maybe even suggest the trial period say look can we try this for like uh two months three months see See how we go yeah, yeah exactly and then take it from there basically and just but i think the thing that you want to kind of steer away from personally I would steer away from making it about being a black woman in the work environment I'm not bringing it up (laughs) I think I don't understand like let's just be real like they're not ready to have have that conversation they don't care no they're not really ready to have that they're not not really ready to have that conversation and I think that sometimes it's like would you meet up with your ex that cheated on you (laughs) How does this relate? No, no, because sometimes you know that situation is going to trigger you. It's going to upset you. Yeah. Sometimes we don't don't put yourself in situations which have the potential to upset you further. Okay, okay, okay. And if you (laughs) see, see, let me learn. It was tenuous. Tenuous. You know what I mean? And it's like, don't put yourself in situations that will trigger you, that are going to push you to have uncomfortable conversations when, when there's not going to be any outcome or, or any benefit from it. Mm-hmm. It depends. Obviously, everyone has to assess their workplace, their manager. I don't know how woke people's managers are. I don't know how woke, woke people's um, workplaces are. I know for me, that will, that's not going to get any, that's not going to get any leg room. So there's no point me arguing it. And then if I do argue it and they air me out or they don't listen, then I'm going to be even more upset and I'm going to feel even more uncomfortable and it's going to be even more peak. And I hate like advising. I don't want to say like, make it look like I'm advising people not to be silent, but I feel like 
you just want to get rid like sometimes I just want to get like specific very very specific results that benefit for me like the way I need the benefit well obviously I'm practicing spirit of avoidance but whatever (laughs) so for me like just just focus on making it more about you your needs and your contribution to the business Mm -hmm. because I feel like people don't understand and I do feel like that whole wave unfortunately has come to a bit of a no one's checking for it do you know what I mean it's not right but no one's no one's really checking for it anymore they're over it now they're over it yeah they're done you know that was June 2020 we're in 2021 now moving into quarter four like people don't people are like so me personally no I would make it about me 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 and I could talk about my own mental health and what I'm going through and how I feel as an individual do you know what I mean um, it's a shame that people, your bosses can't even understand or comprehend after all the black squares and, you know, all the debates on TV, what you could possibly be going through. But I feel like if you had a boss, boss that you could talk to and yeah. raise that with after what's happened last year and where we are now, you would realise that. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't be going into that conversation, mm-hmm. you know, hoping to see if they're going to, you know, take it up. Yeah, of course. So it's one of them ones for me personally. And I hate to say that, but I'm just trying to protect people's peace out here. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing, protecting your peace. So, yeah, the ladies have given um, what they would advise, and I think all are valid. I just think, you know, do what's best for you yourself, your mental, mm-hmm. and just try and do what's best for you moving forward and where you see your career and future. Um, you need to kind of think about all of those things when you're going to move to having those conversations with your boss or whoever it is that you're conversating about this new normal that we're kind of going into so yeah we're just into the ending now um and um as usual i'm gonna come with you and i know all the listeners are gonna be mad but please tell a friend to tell a friend why would they be mad why would because we always say it hey but i wanted to say something else but i just couldn't think of anything else to say than tell a friend to tell a friend because that's actually what they need to do but um yeah so um yes tell a friend to tell a friend um about our podcast share us on twitter on instagram uh, bww podcast uk on instagram and twitter at us do anything contact us message us um, or you can even email us at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com we love to see your emails pop up and um, it really makes our day so um if there's anything you guys want to add Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Protect your peace, man. Yeah, protect, protect your, your peace. peace. Protect your peace. <laughs> if not, um, till next time. Bye. Bye. Toodles. Bye. Bye.